Hey, business building warrior. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are rapidly closing in on 800 episodes recorded, which is incredible. Six million downloads. Are you kidding me? That's just iTunes. Thank you so much for making this show a part of your week. I'm honored that you're going to spend some time with me again today. Uh, if you're new around here, let me just point out that the vast majority of the episodes we record for this podcast are interviews with the successful students that we've trained on how to launch beautiful businesses online. Predominantly, those interviews consist of interviews with people who are doing Amazon the way we teach new sellers to do Amazon. We've got hundreds of those episodes. We're very proud of that fact. We've coached nearly 10,000 people over the last 20 years on various e-commerce strategies. The last several years, for people who come to us and say, I'm a clean slate, teach me something that works. I want a business I can be proud of. I want to go in with the lowest cost, the lowest risk, the highest odds of success, the smallest learning curve possible. What do you got? We teach them Amazon. And that's what we talk about on most episodes of this show. And that's the theme today as well, although the content I have for you, I think applies regardless of which e-commerce business you're trying to build. Maybe you're one of the more experienced members of our community, and you've got multiple income streams at this point. You've got a handful of complementary business concepts floating out there with income flowing in. Well, the, the topic I want to hit today is relevant no matter where you're at on that spectrum. Brand new, never made any money online before, never ran a successful business, all the way up to those of us who maybe have multiple seven-figure-sized businesses, and we need certain things. All of us do. To get to the next level from wherever you are now to improving your business, earning more money, having a smoother running system, maybe even resting better at night, knowing that everything is running and operating smoothly without any big concerns that you have to you know, stress out over. How do you get there? Well, I would put out for your consideration today that it involves having the right relationships in your life. And I talk about relationships all the time, but let's get real specific today. What are those relationships I'm talking about? Because we can speak in generalities, hey, make some friends with people in the community, spend some time, go to meetups. But I was thinking through, there's really seven kinds of people that you're going to need in your life. And I would say with confidence that the overwhelming majority of successful e-commerce warriors in our community who are operating at a high level, running a very smooth system that generates great income for them in a low stress way. And there's a bunch of us out there. We all have this in common. We've got these seven people in our lives. For the most part, without exception, as I was thinking through and just um, going through the list of names in my mind, I didn't have to think through very many before I noticed, yeah, there's a very consistent pattern here. So I'm going to share with you those seven groups of people, who they are, what role they play, the importance of each, and then hopefully encourage you to maybe pursue and fill in some gaps where you've got some gaps in your relationship structure. Just as a another opening comment, perhaps, that hopefully helps lead you where I'm trying to go today. You've heard me mention perhaps in the past, if you've listened to many other episodes, that relationships aren't a nice side add-on benefit to business. They're the whole reason business exists. And I'm not going to dive real deep into that concept, but that's the worldview I have. I would consider that to be a biblical worldview of business. The way God designed a business to operate 
wasn't so that along the way of making money and doing what you're meant to do, oh, you might make a few friends. No, the relationships you're building out of that springs this beautiful thing called profits. So really building a business is just building relationships strategically with people that you can serve and that people can serve alongside of you and people that can support you in that endeavor. That's all business is, serving others well and then reaping the benefits for having done so, which always involves making great relationships at every step along the way. I actually heard a really cool illustration not too long ago. I was listening to uh, a, it was a Christian speaker, business coach, saying oftentimes there's a lot of confusion about money uh, among Christians or even others. You know, when is it, when is money a good thing? When is money evil? How do we draw that line? Where are those lines in the sand? In the Bible, it even talks about mammon is the name for uh, the worship, you know, worshiping money, serving money, being money obsessed. That's, there's a, there's a evil to that, that we all can very quickly, our culture kind of identifies like, oh, they're just in it for the money. They're, they're wealthy and they're, they don't care about others. Well, where's that line where money is a great tool and it's a blessing and it's proof that you're serving well versus it's something, you know, for lack of a better word, evil, right? How do we distinguish that? He says, it's very simple. If the money is taking you deeper into great relationships, it's being used the right way. If the money is breaking the good relationships you have and damaging future relationships, well, now you're using it the wrong way. That's the line in the sand. It all comes back to relationships. Isn't that cool? So business really is about relationships. If you're doing business the right way, you're going to make more money. You're going to have more relationships. I would say if you're doing relationships the right way, you're going to have more opportunities to make a lot more money. It really is that simple. So as we start to dive into some of these examples of the people that you need around you, uh, I hope you find some benefit in this. Let me point out one other thing before we move forward, though, just as a little mini infomercial here. We've just set up and revamped our affiliate program. Now, we've got many people who have been promoting our free offers for years and getting paid every month. We send out hundreds of payments every month to partners and affiliates and people we're working with. It's pretty incredible. We've got someone full-time job. That's what they do is make sure everybody gets paid around here because we've got a lot of people who are referring us customers that sort of thing. It's in our, our affiliate program. That old program is still there, but we've set up a new easy one that we're going to run right on top of it. So they're both going to run in conjunction, but you can sign up in just a couple minutes. You can get a unique link to all of our free resources. I'm talking about our free podcast that you're listening to right now. Get your own link that you can share with others and send them to listen to our free podcast or send them into our free Facebook group or send them to get a copy of the silent sales machine book that started this whole thing. And these are links that you can have within just a couple minutes and you can distribute and send people our way. And we're going to pay you if any of those people wind up becoming paid customers. If they go on to purchase after listening to our podcast, for example, they go on to purchase coaching or a course from us, they're tagged as your referral and you get paid. To get details on that, go to silentgym.com slash affiliate silentgym.com slash affiliate. I'll stick that in the show notes as well. Get signed up. Doesn't cost you anything. A couple minutes later, you got the links that you need and you can start sending people to our free resources or our paid resources as well if you choose and get paid to do so. Details are on that page. But let's get into the seven relationships that I know you need 
based on having seen in my own life and in the lives of many other long-term successful students. Uh, let me just add this caveat as too, before we get into it, if you lack these relationships, it will hurt you just to be very specific. I'm not saying, oh, it would be nice to have these people in your life. I'm saying to the degree that you lack the relationships I'm about to list for you, your business will suffer and you'll suffer personally as well, I believe, because you can't do business alone. As the Bible says, as we've heard from my good friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, man is not meant to be alone, talking about we as humans were not designed for isolation. It's not just talking about man and woman in a marriage when it says that in Genesis. It's talking about we are not built for isolation. In the original Hebrew, the language that those words were written in, it very strongly implies we're not built for isolation. So don't isolate yourself. And if that's all you get from this podcast episode, I've really moved the needle and helped you out a lot today. But what are those seven relationships? Well, let me just fly through them real quick, and then we'll dive into them a little bit more one at a time. Community. Got to have community. Next, you got to have some people who are beyond you, who've achieved more than you have, who are making it look easy. You got to have some people who are behind you as well, that you can at least rub shoulders with, that you are interacting with, and you're encouraging. You want to be characterized by being the person that people behind you look to for encouragement to continue. You don't want to be the person that's ahead of a bunch of others and they look at you and go, wow, he's really struggling. I don't think I even want to try this. You don't want to be that guy. You want to be the person that encourages them very realistically. Of course, you want to share the, the hard parts and the good parts, but let's move on with our list. I'll jump into that more in a moment. Uh, you're going to need a coach. Now, it doesn't have to be a paid coach. It doesn't have to be someone from our team. But you sure better make sure that you're taking care of them because the value of a coach who's prodding you along, they're taking time out of their valuable schedule to make time for you to very specifically dive into what you need, that mentor coach role. Really consider making that someone you pay. And if you find someone who's willing to do it for free, just know that at some point you've really got to reciprocate or you're going to start to resent that person, which is a weird thing, I know. But that's human nature. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Uh, your suppliers, you're going to need relationships with them. You don't want to be anonymous. When you walk into a store, you don't want to have a hoodie and sunglasses on. You want to meet the manager, know the manager. You want them to say, hey, here comes Jim again. Good to see you. You want to be the guy that buys the cashier a little gift every time if you see the same person on a regular basis. You don't want to be that secret operative that it was like, who's that guy that comes in with his shades on and his earbuds in and his hoodie pulled up and fills a card every Saturday. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Trust me, it'll hurt your business in the long run. Next, team, team members, the people who are helping you build a system. You're going to need those people in your life eventually. You can't fly as a lone wolf. I know a lot of people that say, well, I make great margins if I just hustle and do it myself. Yeah, but you're going to get sick sometime. You're going to get a little burnout. You're going to get isolated, lonely. You have a lot of reasons to start building a team share some of that margin with them, build systems. I'd much rather have a thin margin with a large team running things smooth. And I'm kind of sitting back, tweaking the system as it needs it versus me hustling 24 seven, isolated, sunglasses on, hoodie pulled up, getting in and out of stores. That's not a sustainable business model. It's just not. And then finally, family number seven. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a moment as well. Okay. So Let's go through the list one at a time. Hopefully I've got something to challenge you on each of these points, something maybe you haven't considered before. 
and we'll get through this list and uh, leave you to go on with your day thinking about the relationships that are involved in your business. What do I mean by community? Well, first, I've got a tip for you on this first point, that if you are looking for legitimate business opportunities, one of the wisest things you can do is find your people before you jump into the business. Do the people resonate with you? It's even the litmus test that I've been giving out for about 15 years now. I say, hey, if you're looking at a business opportunity or anything major that you're considering, any major pivot in life, really find other people who have already done that, who are hanging out, talking about it, talking about the realities of it. And what you're going to discover very quickly is a lot of these business opportunities don't have a open forum where people are discussing the long-term success and challenges of that business model. I'm very proud of the fact that we have that. Our podcast is supported by a Facebook group of, as I record this, about 75,000 people. It's completely free. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can jump in there. You're going to see a couple thousand success posts. You're also going to see a handful of any given day, people saying, hey, I just hit a really big snag here. Can someone help me? What am I looking at here? And you've got a bunch of people treating this business opportunity, the opportunities we teach around here with very realistic approach to, hey, here's here's what works, here's what doesn't, I tried that, maybe you should try this. You know, yes, Amazon's difficult to work with in this arena, here's the people who have navigated it successfully, maybe you wanna to talk to one of them, right? You need that. Just because something sounds good on paper after doing 10 minutes of research or you watch a YouTube video and you know some guy that you've never heard of with a million views on his YouTube channel is talking about how awesome his strategies are, well, where are the people doing it all day, every day, have been for an extended period of time talking about the realities of that business? Get into that community. You need that community. It's going to serve you in so many ways. And this is one of the big reasons why you really need to be at the Proven Conference, May 23rd through 25th of 2024 in Orlando, Florida. Join us there. You're going to see hundreds of people from our community, everyone from brand new people who have just gotten started. Maybe they're a little confused. They got more questions than answers. They're going to be there all the way up to people who've been doing this a long time, running multiple seven-figure businesses, the kind of people that you want to get to know, the kind of people that you want in your circle that you can call on, ask questions of. I'm very proud that we've built this. It's the longest running annual Amazon seller event in the industry. This is our 12th time doing this. And we're just so proud of what's been put together here. The 40 breakout sessions will be speakers from our community, successful coaches, students who've built beautiful businesses, people who are there to share what it is they know, and you can have open conversations with them. We're not bringing out a, a bunch of people from you know, famous authors with books and that sort of thing. That's great. I love those conferences too. I'd much rather go meet people who are doing what I'm trying to do. Find my community, find my people and find my purpose in a group of, in a group that's heading in the same direction. You're going to need community. And part of being an effective member in the community is remembering and keeping in mind that People are going to start to know who you are. And that's a good thing. You want that. Don't be anonymous and just sitting back and, oh, I'm just here to learn. I'm a little too shy to ever say anything. No, if someone says something you like, show them that you liked it. Show, tell them how helpful they were. Encourage them like, hey, thanks for taking the time to do that. In a free Facebook group, our team puts in a lot of time. I'm in there every day. I'd say I contribute maybe 40 or 50 posts and contributions of some kind every day in that Facebook group. 
And there's a lot of people on our team that are in there a lot as well, helping and encouraging. Give feedback. Don't just sit back and absorb that because you'll be building a reputation in the community. You want to be a kind of person who, when there is a challenge, because you will have challenges, doesn't just show up and whine and complain about how terrible the world is, but hey, here's some ideas. What ideas do you guys have to help solve this challenge? Here's some things I've heard that are working, right? So you want to be someone who's characterized by having a positive, uplifting message to go along with anything challenging that happens, because the last thing you want to be is labeled as someone who only complains ever. Those people bring people down. If you're labeled as a pessimist constantly and see the sky is falling constantly, and those are the only kind of comments that you leave in any kind of group or forum, you're going to be labeled as someone who just has a negative view on life and probably has less or little to offer in the way of helping others succeed. So find a community where a lot of success is happening. We've got 2,000 success posts in our group, hundreds of success story interviews. Am I saying it absolutely works 100% of the time for absolutely everybody who ever tries it? No, there's a lot of things that can get in the way. Obviously, there's a lot of challenges to any business, but this is the most consistent thing I've seen in my 24 years of e-commerce. And I'd love to help you learn how to do it. And no matter where you go in e-commerce or in business, you're going to need community. And I'll leave it at that for now. Let's move on. People who are beyond you. Who are those people who are doing what it is that you're trying to do, but they're doing it at a higher level? They're making it look easy. Now, this could be, in some cases, this is going to be a bit of a challenge to your ego because it could be, in some cases, people that you look at initially and you think, okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they're not intelligent, but I think I'm a little more accomplished educationally. You know, I think I'm a little more uh, capable than they are. They've got a lot more challenges than I do. And yet they're doing this. So what you have to do at that point is decide to set your ego aside and say, okay, even someone who doesn't have all the benefits and all the assets that I have, they've figured this out. Are you going to choose to be insulted by that? Think that they're just making it up? Think that maybe they got lucky? Which is hard to say when you see hundreds of examples. Or are you going to say, okay, maybe I'm lacking something. Maybe there's something I'm doing differently. Maybe I'm part of the issue. Maybe the person in the mirror is the one I need to be challenging. That's a tough thing to do. If you're going to surround yourself with people who are beyond you, one of the things you have to get over is that old adage that says, well, comparison is the thief of joy. No, I love comparing where I am to others who have accomplished more. Not because I want to feel bad about where I am. That's a choice I get to make. I love where my business is, but you know where I'd like for it to be? Bigger. I'd like to have more influence. I'd like to have more customers. I'd like my business to be able to hire more people to build bigger systems. Because if I'm not aiming in that direction, the only other option is to get smaller with fewer resources and make less profits and hire fewer people and have less impact. It's one or the other. There's no steady state in business. You realize that, right? So to choose to surround yourself and be around people who are achieving more without feeling like you're less as a result, that's a skill that you need to work on to surround yourself with people who are beyond you without having that little internal battle that says, well, something just, you know, their, their parents must have given them a bunch of money. They must have had a massive line of credit. They must have just stumbled into some huge opportunity. The thing that's beautiful about being in a community with hundreds and hundreds I will say thousands of people who are succeeding doing the model is, it's going to be a direct assault on your ability to maintain that argument that they just got lucky. 
because that's a lot of people. <laughs> it's just a lot of people who figured this out and they're doing e-commerce and Amazon in a big way. And to be surrounded with them is going to challenge your ego a little bit. And that's something you're going to have to fight through. I can't fight that battle for you, but you need those people in your life and you need to find it inside of you to be proud for the, of them, to be excited with them, to celebrate their success and not think, well, they just must've had some advantages that I'll never have. If that's your internal thought process and battle, I think you need to attack that with some more gratitude about what it is you have been able to achieve. It's kind of the opposite of that whole scarcity mentality that says, well, nothing's ever going to work. I can't believe this ever worked for anyone. It's certainly never going to work for me. I'm very skeptical of anyone that says any of this stuff is going well for them. You've got to turn that off and attack it with gratitude. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Look at all these people who have built beautiful businesses and my opportunity to learn from them in a great forum and a great community. It's mindset. And the key, the pivot point is gratitude. When I hear someone complain all the time, I know that's a person who doesn't practice a whole lot of gratitude. Complaints and gratitude just don't fit in the same bottle. It's oil and water. They just don't work together. So when I see someone who's full of gratitude, I know that they're on a great path and they're going to be a warmly welcomed part of a community of people who are well beyond them. People who are happy to share what works, who are happy to share the realities of the businesses we build around here. So surround yourself with people who are beyond you. One great way to do that, listen to this podcast and don't be insulted or put off when you hear of somebody with fewer resources, with more challenges, who's not as healthy as you are. They come from more troubled background relationship, less educated than you are, and they've built a beautiful business. You need to celebrate that person. You need to figure out what it is that they've got that you lack so you can begin to move in that direction. Okay, there you go. Hopefully that's a challenging point for you. Some of you are like, yeah, Jim, I understood it as soon as you said it. You didn't need to say all that. Okay, apologize for taking so much time on that point. Next, people behind you. Now, why do you need people behind you? I'll tell you this. We've had, well, we currently have about 60 coaches on our team. And I can't think of one of them who wouldn't agree with the statement I'm about to make. It, talk to any Sunday school teacher, talk to anybody who's ever given a presentation about any topic and they've had to prepare to give that presentation to a group of people. What you're going to start to discover is when you're teaching others what it is you already know, it sharpens your skills in that area. In other words, the greatest benefit in a classroom goes to the teacher. They are sharpening and learning and internalizing the skill that they're talking about presenting and sharing with others. Once it's an internal message that you're capable of delivering to others, it's going to become so real to you that you get most of the benefit. So it's almost a selfish thing to help others who are behind you because it just internalizes those lessons. It systemizes them inside of you verbalizing it and explaining it and breaking down into an understandable system helps you to grasp it so much better than you would have otherwise. So yeah, it's the right thing to do. Yes, it's a kind thing to do. We're all about doing the right kind things around here for sure. That's awesome. But just keep in mind, when you help others who are further behind you with encouragement, with specific instruction, help telling them things like, yeah, it's, it's going to be okay. We've had a lot of people face that before. Here's the realities of what you're going through. When you have that kind of mindset and mentality towards the people behind you, you benefit more than they ever will. 
Time and time again, we've seen that. It's true. Ask any teacher who's had to prepare for a subject. And when he's presented, any of the coaches on our team, any of the leaders in our community who are always helping others, like what's in it for them? What do they get out of this? A lot. Never mind the fact that now they're seen as a trusted, respected leader and expert. People will come to them. They'll bring opportunities to them. Say, hey, I just love all your helpful, useful information and advice. I'd love to run something past you sometime. You get on the phone. We've had so many great opportunities emerge from this community. People have partnered up. Those are the kind of things that happen at our conference, by the way, The Proven Conference. There'll be a link in the show notes. I already talked about it a little bit. Theprovenconference.com. I don't know if I gave you the website or not. That's where you got to go. Get your tickets. Hundreds of us are going to Orlando, May 23rd to 25th. These are the kind of things you're going to see happening there in real time. And these are the kind of things you can go and experience. So you've got a community, you've got people who are behind you, you've got people who are ahead of you, learning how to embrace the benefit and interact with all of those folks. Uh, Next, let's talk about a coach. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because it's going to feel kind of self-serving because we have an e-commerce coaching program, right? We've coached nearly 10,000 people over 20 years, making it the most established e-commerce coaching program in the world. Get on our schedule, go to silentgym.com slash book a call, all one word silentgym.com slash book a call. Let's have a half hour conversation and see if coaching is a good fit for you. We'd love to talk about your business, but I'm not going to go through all the many benefits of having a coach, but I will say even the most successful, accomplished athletes, entrepreneurs, experts in any arena have a coach. And there's a reason for that. It's not that they decided they need a coach once they got really good. No, it's because they've been using a coach all along. They understand the benefit of having somebody that can see things through a slightly different lens, who can ask them the right questions, who can keep them from doing something really stupid, which in e-commerce is a big deal. If our coaching program, I will say this way, if the only service we delivered was for you to be able to bounce an idea off of us and say, hey, is this dumb what I'm about to do? And for us to give you a green light or a red light, and that's the only benefit you ever got. Is this, is what I'm about to do really stupid here? And that's it. We would save you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars having a coach on our team because of the number of things that people do, just watching a few YouTube videos, doing a little bit of research, you know, learning from some, you know, new 20 year old guy who made a million dollars last year. I'm going to do what he did. And they end up just in this ditch of a disastrous business model. That happens so much in this industry. And I laugh because it's, it's, it's I don't know how else to respond. It's so frustrating. Having a community absolutely is going to help. Having a coach, even better. Because your unique life circumstances, the people you know, your geography, where you're from, where you're at in your financial growth scale, how much resources you have available to you, the unique situation that you are in, having someone that can step into that unique situation, speak to right where you are, and help map out how to get from where you are, which is important to identify, to where it is you want to go and the steps involved and then challenge you to meet those steps. That's an invaluable thing if you'll take advantage of it. I'm very proud of our coaching program. All of our coaches are people who have built beautiful businesses using the strategies we teach in the Proven Amazon course. If you work with one of them, you're working with someone who knows their stuff and they've got an empathetic teacher's heart as well as a beautiful business. Huge benefits to that. But back to the point of not doing anything stupid for just a moment, let me just list off a few of those. Because maybe I can keep you out of a ditch right now. If you're thinking about drop shipping on Amazon, don't do it. Disaster. 
your account will be frozen eventually. Your funds will be frozen eventually. You will struggle to ever sell on Amazon again. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible decision for a new seller to do anything drop shipping or anything done for you. Yeah, I'm just going to pay these guys $30,000 and they're going to set it all up and they're going to do it all for me and I'm going to get money every month. No, you're not. Your account's going to get frozen. You're going to get shut down. Anybody that's shipping an inventory on your behalf that you didn't buy, that's not in your name, it's going to end badly. It's going to end suddenly. And you're not going to find a large community of excited people following that business model, interacting all day, every day, talking about how great it is. You'll see a few testimonials on the website, maybe from people that you're not allowed to talk to, but you're not going to see a community of people interacting, right? I talked about community already, how important that is. So those are a couple of things. Uh, what are some of the other things people get into? Some of the other craziness on, uh, I know there's a good handful more. Oh, going so deep based on instinct, just buying a bunch of inventory, launching a private label brand, setting up any new listings on Amazon as a new seller. It's just a bunch of landmines. Do not do it. We make the flat statement around here. If you're a new Amazon seller, do not set up new listings on Amazon, period. But Jim, no. But what about no? But what if there's no? Don't set up new listings on Amazon as a new seller. Don't do it. Hire a pro. That's actually one of the big opportunities you have as you get into Amazon is once you know the landscape and once you're capable of setting up new listings and you kind of know the lay of the land, that skill set is extremely valuable. Talk about multiple income streams. We have people who are experts at selling on Amazon that never sell on Amazon. They did. They don't now. They just serve other people who want to because there's a lot of landmines to navigate. So as a new seller, use help, use a coach. It could be a friend, could be a mentor, someone local, doesn't mind spending time and pouring into you, investing in you. That's great. Even better, it's someone who you don't necessarily have to be friends with. You know, I had some good coaches and I wasn't necessarily a friend with the coach because they were always pushing me and beating me up and pushing me past where I thought I could go. It's not so necessary that you have a, a loving friendship relationship. That may develop over time and hopefully it does. We love to see that. And usually it does with our coaching program. But initially it's like, hey, no, you're, you're doing this wrong. Here's some things I need you to do. I need you to get out your journal. I need you to take some notes here. I need you to go find 25 ASINs that meet these parameters. But I can only find two. Stick with it. You'll get faster. You've got to be pushed sometimes. That's what a coach does. They push you. They're not there, as my mentor says, to massage you with warm butter. They're there to push you to uncomfortable places so you can have something beautiful. That's coaching. So you're going to need a coach of some kind, a mentor or a coach, not just a group of people beyond you that you hang out with and are inspired by, but an individual. You need to put a person's name in that box. Next, your suppliers. Let's talk about this. Number five, your suppliers. What do I mean by that? These are just the other businesses outside of people you pay on your team that you rely on. You need to build relationships with them. That will open doors. Don't send an email when a text is better. Don't send a text when a phone call would be better. And a phone call is almost always better. Don't settle for a phone call when Zoom would be better. Don't settle for Zoom when you can get in the car and drive and meet them face-to-face. -face. Be intentional. Build relationships. You should know the managers of the stores where you source. You should know the support people and the decision makers at the websites where you order from. Do your best to penetrate that veil of anonymity and get in there. Let them know who you are. Send video messages, send gifts, get to know these people. I can't tell you the number of times that's been 
the tipping point for so many people in our community. The two extremes, you want to be in the relationship side of this extreme. The one extreme is I don't want to meet anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to get on the phone ever. I don't want to get in my car. I don't want to talk face-to-face. I don't ever want to know anybody's name. I just want to get on a website, order stuff cheap, and sell it for more money. That's all I want to do, Jim. Someone tell me how to do that. I'll say, well, you can do a little bit of that. It's going to be lonely. You're going to get burnt out. You're going to be on a hamster wheel. You're going to be doing it all yourself. You're not going to have any friends or relationships to show for it. You're going to last a couple years, maybe get burnout, complain a lot, and probably move on to do something else because that's just not how business is supposed to work. You want to be on the other extreme. I want to be able to say, okay, so how many new people did you meet last week because of your business? What did you do to intentionally establish new relationships in the last week? Who are the people and what did you do? You need to be whip out their list and go, these are the four people I met. Finally had a conversation with the manager at Walmart. I was just walking out, buying some personal groceries, but I just introduced myself, told him what I do, had a great, fun, friendly conversation, got that box, check. This website I've been ordering from, I've been sending emails, they've been emailing back, we've done a lot of business. I finally said, hey, can I just hop on the call? You're so helpful. I, could we hop on a Zoom sometime, have a conversation? I just like to know the person I'm doing business with. Check that box, boom, there's another one. Because as you become top of mind, and this is actually another Hebrew principle, I'll tell you what the principle is in a moment. But as you become top of mind to all these people, they're going to call you. You're going to be the person that's top of mind for them when opportunity arises. In Hebrew, if you've never heard this principle before, have you ever noticed that a lot of the names reflect the job, the work that that person did? That's where you get the Silversteins and the Goldsmith and the Wasserman, which is the person who brought water from house to house. They named themselves after the job they did. So everyone knew immediately, that's the person who does this. Well, all cultures today don't do that so much, but you can still tap into the power of that concept by making sure other people know who you are, what you do, what you stand for, know that you love other people, you love meeting them, you love shaking their hands, making new friends. And when people think, hmm, who do I know that can help with challenge X? Your name's gonna pop up, that's opportunity. Every challenge. Every opposition represents opportunity. So if the person that can come in and help meet that opposition, overcome those challenges, that's opportunity every time. I don't want you stuck scanning barcodes for the next 12 years, looking for $5 items that you can sell for $20 with your hoodie pulled up and your sunglasses on in the clearance aisle of Walmart. That's not a great way to live life. It's not sustainable. There are so many reasons why that won't work long-term. Meet others, build relationships. I'm talking about your suppliers. The people that you're paying to bring in the inventory that you need, you need to know who those people are and build relationships with them. Next, team. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. We've dedicated other episodes to this, but as your business starts to grow, you've got some margin. You're going to bring people in. The first person you hire is going to be somebody who knows how to bring margin into your business. They know how to go find profitable products and bring them in. That's the first hire. You can maybe hire some virtual assistants. This is your team. You're going to need a team. As John Wooden and the ancient African proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, take a team. If you're just going for a little sprint, that's going to be over in a minute. So you can have a little bit of glory, put a little extra money in the bank and then move on to something else. Okay, yeah, go by yourself. If you want to go far and build something truly meaningful and special and significant, 
that fuels not just you, but your family for the next few generations, potentially, yeah, you're going to need a team. And your margins are going to drop as you build your team, but you're going to be doing less of the day-to-day work. And you're going to be managing a system. And I said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on this, but that's how your mind needs to begin to think as you grow. You're adding new team. Your margins are dropping, but your revenue or your profit is increasing dramatically. I'd rather have 2% of a $10 million business than 10% of a $100,000 business, right? My margin, my personal margin percentage take dropped dramatically, but the business, the pie got so much bigger. I'll gladly take a little 2% piece of the massive pie, right? That's the goal. That's where you're heading with e-commerce or any other business. That has to be the vision. And that's going to require building a team. We talk about that all the time around here. I'm not going to dive into that any deeper for now. Finally, family. What do I mean by that? Do you mean like people that I really like and you know the people that are like family? No, I'm not meaning people who are like family. I'm talking about family. I'm talking about bring along those people, mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, the, the people who are biologically connected to you, the people that were raised on the same roof as you, the people that love you. It's hard to do this without the support of a family. They don't have to be on your team necessarily, although I've built much of my team that way. But they need to be supporting you. You need cheerleaders there. And if you lack that, I'm so sorry that you don't have that. But to the degree that you can connect with family, there's a part of you that has a hole in you. If your family is out of whack, the the biblical principle basically is, I'll I'll never be a better husband than I am a follower of God. So I got to get that relationship right. I'll never be a better father than I am a husband. So I got to get that relationship right, right? So God and my wife, my kids, and it continues to ripple out. So if you're struggling relationally, you don't have those relationships in order to the degree that it's within your control to do so, you're going to struggle in your business in all areas. So this is perhaps the most important one. One of the things that we talk about when people call us up and they want to have a conversation about coaching with us is we look for margin in their life in all the important areas. Margin financially, obviously, you know, if, if you don't have more than your last hundred dollars or you're going to have to go into hustle mode. And we've got recent podcast episodes to talk about what to do if you've got very limited to no money. So you got to have monetary margin to launch a business. You have to have some time margin. If you're a single mom with eight kids, homeschooling, holding down four jobs. Okay. Yeah. You're going to need some time margin to be able to do this. You need to, you need to find 10, 15 hours a week to build a viable business over the next few months. So we're looking for Time margin, money margin. Well, what else is there, Jim? Relational margin. What's that possibly mean? Well, if we're talking to someone who's going through their third divorce, they're right in the middle of it, they're splitting everything they own and selling all their assets and life is just in a total upheaval relationally, that's not a good time to launch a business. <laughs> that's a good time to surround yourself with loving friends and family and heal and you know, take your time to kind of come out of that darkness that you've gone through, right? That's not a time to launch a business. So you need margin relationally. Having family that's supporting you, that's huge. That's margin. You've got a loving spouse. Things are going well with the finances. You're feeling fit physically. That's another area where you need margin because if you're just so sick, you can hardly get out of bed or open your eyes five days a week. That's a tough place to be to start a business. So you see what I mean by margin? And one of those important areas that we sometimes neglect is family, relationship, margin. You've got other people in your life 
outside of business, supporting you, cheering you on, encouraging you, believing in you, telling you that you're capable of doing this. Those things are huge. So seek out and heal some family relationships. If you don't have that, that might be why your business is struggling. We've seen that happen. So those are the seven relationships that you need in order to build a beautiful, sustained, profitable business, multiple income streams, sleeping great at night, knowing that if something goes wrong, which it probably will, there's 10, 15 ways to get around over and past it. And it's going to be great. A new opportunity is out there. If you have those kind of relationships that I've just described, that's the vantage point you're going to be able to have on your business. So hopefully you found this episode helpful. One last reminder, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but would love to meet you, shake your hand, give you a hug if that's something you're okay with, because we do a lot of hugs at our conferences and just see you in Orlando, May 23rd to 25th. Our coaching director, Nate, who's been with me over 20 years, he's the one who first said, hey, I'm noticing a lot more hugs than handshakes at these things. (laughs) It's because it's become like family to so many of us who've done this for years. But it's such a welcoming environment. I'd say 30% or so of our guests this year will be first time, brand new, semi-clueless. We'd love to help you get rocking with a beautiful business. That's what we do around here. So join us, May 23rd through 25th, Conference.com has ticket information. My favorite living author is going to be there, Rabbi Daniel Lapp, and I talked about him a couple of times today. I'll leave you with a book recommendation if you haven't read it yet. There's a couple of books actually that he's got. This is my all-time favorite classic. I'm holding it up if you're watching. It's called Business Secrets from the Bible by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. And I've referenced that book in business almost as much as any other book, if not more than any other book. You know, the Bible itself is my favorite business guide. That book really breaks down the lessons from it. And then his new book, The Holistic You. This will be a, a lot of the topic that he presents on at the conference, The Holistic You by Rabbi Daniel Lappin and Susan Lappin. They'll be there with us at our event, along with, like I said, 40 breakout sessions. We'd love to have you there. Come join us in Orlando in May, if you possibly can. Hey, reach out to us if there's anything we can do. We'd love to have you book a call. If you've never booked a call with us to have a conversation, it's not a high-pressure sales pitch. This is a friendly conversation about where you are, where you're trying to go, and just seeing what tools and resources, maybe just free resources is all you need help you get to where it is that you'd like to be. We'd love to map that out with you. So jump on our schedule, silentgym.com slash book a call. We've got some really good people. We'd love to have a conversation with you or shoot me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll have another great episode for you very soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.